Well, all right, we are back for After Hours. This is After Hours number 28, which I never really count uh, Never really count the episodes that we have on the After Hours show, but 28, wow. Mr. L-A-G-N, what can I do for you, sir? Uh, yeah, this is kind of a, a really <laughs> surprise episode. Was not planning on doing After Hours tonight, pretty much decided in the last couple minutes of the main sports cards live show that we just wrapped up with Paul Lesko had a great time with Paul the you know the guy follows all the legal proceedings in the hobby so if you didn't tune in check that out but boy was that ever fun and uh so I thought you know what we'll we'll give it a shot I, there's no guests lined up but if anybody wants to join and you have you have solid wi-fi reliable wi-fi you've got a camera and you want to come join me on the show right now um just mention that in the uh mention it in the comments and i can share the link which will allow you to enter the Streamyard studio that is where we are and you can come up so i'm actually going to do that right now let me copy the link All right, here we go. So, hello, we got Chris back. Super bad. Welcome, welcome. Now, I'm just going to make a quick little banner and I'm going to put that up right now. So, there it is. If anybody wants to join the show, and I somewhat know you because it'd be a little awkward if we haven't met before or you've been on the show before and like that, or you're a regular viewer, please do uh, dial in with that link right there. And uh, we will we will see what happens. We will go from there. Taking a page out of Carlos's book, which is uh, putting the link out there and just kind of crossing your fingers and hope that uh, hope that it all works out. Allowing randos to join a live stream. Who does that? You do, Carlos. You do. Ao Rhino. Good evening to you, Hagen John. Good morning from Germany. Great to have you from Germany. Welcome to the show. We got hockey, hockey. We got behind the tank. Some interesting news. I had three orders pop from PSA. They're being so tough with their distribution of PSA 10s right now. It'll happen. It'll happen. Greg, good evening. I am well, man. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. I hope you are well, too. So what got me sort of, you know, excited about doing another, uh, doing a, a second show here for the evening was, and I, sorry, I forget who mentioned it on the last show, but mentioned uh, music cards, which have been something I've been excited about now for, I guess about a couple of months. And um, so I, uh, so I thought, okay, you know what? I didn't mention somewhere I mentioned, maybe I'll show them on after hours tonight. Ah, I was Mike, Mike Zier. Are they being tougher or just more cards being created? Could be both. But I think Mike, I think it was you that mentioned that. And uh, so being the music cards and um I've got my first uh, my first load of them in. I, I found a, I found a seller um, on eBay. Reached out to him on Facebook, and uh, we've done a couple of deals. Uh, two packages have have I've received two packages now. The first package was like 20, 27 or twenty eight cards, and the second package was I believe it's eight cards. And uh, so I have them all here. Check it out. And they're all graded, by the way. So there is my stack of slabs. And it's not just music. It's some music and some Hollywood. And it's basically, I see you there, Carlos. We got Carlos dialing in. It's basically um, what I consider to be goats of, of those of those genres, being music, Hollywood, that sort of thing. And um, anyway, we'll talk about it a bit more. Uh, yeah, it was you, Mike. It was you. Jay Sutt, I started picking up music cards. Yeah, and I've seen other people talking about them too. 
Got it. Sports is back. Good to see you. The Wadeen, I bought a Tracy McGrady RC PSA 10 Tops Chrome going up slowly unnoticed and graded Chrome. Considering what? Good. Sounds like a good buy. Congratulations. All right. I'm going to, uh, we're going to bring up Carlos right now. We're going to go on screen. Carlos in the house. Welcome, Carlos. How's it going? Figured turnabout is fair play. You pop on my stream every now and then. So I figured I'd pop in here. It's been a while for after hours. I know. Yeah. Yeah. You were, I think, weren't you my first guest ever? I was your first guest ever on After Hours, and I was a couple of more times in like the first 10 episodes or so. So if you go back to the early archives of After Hours, I'm there a little bit. Right on, right on. Well, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining. Uh, Mr. LAGN, did you get the egg card? No, I did not get the egg card, and I do not plan to, unless I want to donate to charity and they do go in that direction, then maybe I would, because it would be going to a good cause, and the card would just be the fun mechanism for doing so. Terry Fortune, we're not going five hours like Carlos does. I promise you that. I, I, I don't know what you, you guys are talking about. I Like Jeremy, I ha always have a set plan of when I'm going to end it, and I end it exactly when we plan. I, I, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Sure he does. Sure he does. Uh, no Twisted Sister Hollow Rare. I wasn't lucky enough to pull one of those. But uh, yeah, and he's here because he is Carlos. That is that is his name because I'm Carlos. This is his YouTube channel. So, um, okay. Now, I do want to go through this music stuff because it's something that I've really been enjoying as of late. And, um, you know, I did mention, I forget where I mentioned it, but I did say, you know, I'll probably go through it and show some of these cards um, on After Hours. But I just want to go through the history of these cards and myself and why I'm why I'm suddenly interested in them and, uh, and <clears throat> why I'm excited about them. And really, it comes down to the, to the fact that, you know, I'm a collector of cardboard i i collect all the sports i collect the the secondary sports if you will not not to any major extent but i've got some cards of i've got some boxing cards among other things and i discovered these music cards i don't remember when it was exactly mid january maybe and i don't even remember where i first saw them maybe someone showed something on an instagram story or something and i went and i looked and the first guy I looked for was Mick Jagger. Just came to mind. So I found this card, which I thought, and it's it actually hasn't arrived yet. It's it's at my U.S. shipping address still, but it's going to be here in the next couple of weeks. And I bought this Mick Jagger card, and I, I do want to show you guys what it looks like because it's kind of the it's kind of the the card that's now cost me money and uh, and has led to me owning you know probably um, close to forty of these of cards within this music slash Hollywood genre. And the, the fact of the matter is why, why all of a sudden I didn't know these things existed. I wasn't even aware of them, but look at this. Here it is. I just found it. This is the first card I bought 1966 Dutch unnumbered Mick Jagger set three group one. So these are cards that were distributed in uh, the Netherlands, and they, there's also uh, the set from Sweden, which I think carries the moniker Samler Saker, which I think means chocolate bar. I'm I was not about to ask. I was about to ask if it had variant backs because yeah, uh, the because backs in, the are... in the hockey realm they had similar things with the old Semic cards that would have different backs depending on the country. Right. So with these, most of the cards I've acquired, the backs are blank, and most yeah. of them are hand cut. I believe they're hand cut off of the box of gum that they came out of. Now I don't know this for sure, but that's kind of what I what I think I know. 
but I don't know for sure. Anyway, this Mick Jagger card, the reason I love this card is the, I look at, I mean, I love the fact he's holding a cigarette in his hand and he's looking right at the camera. He looks super young and it's just like, anyway, I bought this. It's a PSA 4.5. I bought the card on eBay. I don't remember if it was a buy. Yeah, it was a buy it now or best offer. I made an offer and the offer was accepted and I still can't wait to receive it because I now have added to the collection as I just showed this many more cards. Now, are these are the same so, series or different series? They're all sorts of different series. Hmm. Some of most of these are from the Dutch series, the, the various Dutch series, okay. <laughs> series plural. So um, I'm going to show them. I'm going to show them. And this is the first time that I've done it. And, you know, I kind of at the at the beginning, I'm like, I think I don't know why no one talks about these. I don't know why I've never seen them before. I just never looked for them. But it makes sense to me because, and I got it, you know, this is one of these, one of these sort of sensitive areas where you have to be careful as someone who, um, who does live stream, someone who creates content, you always, I think we always have to be responsible and transparent in what we're doing so that, you know, just for, just so that we can't even be accused of trying to hype up something that we own. And so I'm just going to tell it how it is. I started buying these things and I didn't, I only told a couple of close friends about it because I didn't want to seem like I was hyping something. But now that I have a bunch and I'm showing them, it's like, okay, wait, now what does that is, are people going to interpret that as, oh, he's hyping cards he has? Well, fact of the matter is I love these things now. I, I literally, I love them. And maybe when I show you them, you'll be like, yeah, those are cool. I think they're cool too. Maybe some of you are going to go start looking for some of these. I don't know if you do. I mean, just enjoy the fun with me, but, um, but, uh, so, and I'm going to continue to buy them. I'm going to continue to round out the collection and add more of these caliber of celebrities to my collection. But at the end of the day, I don't know why they're so affordable because you'll see what I'm, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm out to lunch here and I'm just going to enjoy these myself and no one else, no, and nobody else will care. I don't know, but I am seeing some other, um, content creators talk about them for example um on instagram there's the p ryan collection account he does lives pretty regularly he's had a couple times where he's shown them and i've been like oh great patrick ryan's showing them people are gonna look and i'm gonna i'm gonna spend more money to get these the price is gonna go up on these things because he's showing them and he gets like he's got 1500 people to watch his live so that was he's talking about them a little bit and then at the dallas show this weekend if any of you follow on Instagram, the Investicard account, which is with Edward Siegel, Eddie, who was my guest on the show about, about a month ago. Um, like I'm watching his, I'm watching his, his, his content right from the Dallas show today. And all of a sudden he shows one of his showcases and he, and he says out loud, he says, and don't sleep on music card guys. And he's got some of the same cards I've got from the same series. I'm like, oh, there it is. This thing's going to blow up now. I'm just glad I bought about 40 cards before people really know about it but anyway so that's kind of where it's at right now and um you know I, for me as a collector and I, i'm a collector i'm also an investor i don't hide it but i'm a collector you know i've been a collector my whole life and my collection is i don't want to say it's complete but it's pretty broad and comprehensive to the point where i'm kind of ready for something new and this out of nowhere hit my radar and I feel like I, I really enjoy it. So 
I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna show some cards, Carlos. I don't mean to do all the talking. You 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 join me. Anything you want to jump in with before I start showing some cards? No, I think uh, I think one of the things that you're referencing there is kind of the Gary V problem, because uh, once you start getting into a category that maybe hasn't been explored as much, part of what you're talking about there is that if it is something obscure, that's probably part of the reason a lot of people didn't get into it, and now there's going there's a whole segment now that's just looking for another thing. So instinctively, the moment you inform somebody of a thing that exists, the possibility of it being quote unquote hyping is automatically there. It's just by default. You can just be simply informing somebody. You don't even have to have it. You could point to a book and say this thing exists and that could be hyping it in the right venue if you've got people who are watching and listening. Which which we do, you know, um, we do. And. So if that happens, I don't know what I'm supposed to do, Carlos. Am I supposed to apologize to the skeptics and the critics and say, I'm sorry for hyping these cards, but I'm I'm really just sharing my joy of them. I don't really care if anybody goes out and buys them and I'm comfortable with the price I paid for them. So if other people get into it and they go up in value, so be it. But hopefully if, if, if that's going to be the result of some somebody watching tonight, um, I just hope you enjoy it and, and, you know, buy what you like, collect what you like. That's what I'm doing. So, um, but before I show some cards, I want to go to some comments here. Uh, let's see, Mr. LAGN, any pickups? Yes. I'm going to show several. I'm going to show several. Jay Sut. Yeah. We already mentioned you started picking up music card. Now there's, there's different, I guess, eras of music cards. There's the vintage and then there's the modern stuff. So I sh- I've opened up some modern cards on the show. This the the pro set, uh, superstars cards, and I actually bought um, I bought some packs of Michael Jackson from from Mike at Eastridge. This pack here, and it's funny. This is still sealed. I just think the wax wrapping is really cool. But the gum is in there. You can sort of see it's kind of thick. But listen, the gum is like in crumbs. Well, at this stage, most of those have started to disintegrate. So yeah, right. It's uh, I don't. I think this is from. Does it say on here what year it's from? If it's from Thriller, it'd be like eighty three, eighty four. Would it be something like that? Yeah, I think it's right around there, early like eighty to eighty five in that in that area somewhere. So yeah, but I picked these up just because they were cool, and I think I paid my like two bucks a pack or something. Why not? Just fun for the fun for what it is, and uh, and then I also bought. So the guy, the guy that I bought the cards from is out of one of the Carolinas. And we actually, I saw him on eBay and I'm like, hey, this guy's got like 40 cards that I want. And I wanted to, you know, get a better deal. So I I found him on Facebook, reached out, and we ended up getting on a phone call. And we went through all of his cards. And I said, yep, I like that one. I like that one. I basically went shopping with his, in his eBay store, but over the phone. And so we did a deal. Then he said to me, he goes, you know, there's this guy in wherever in Europe who's got this set of. 1987 panini smash hits the back looks like this so it's a 200 card or i don't even know if they're i think they're stickers a 200 sticker set he goes the guy's got it on for like 80 bucks you should buy that so without even thinking i went and i just bought it because he listed off a bunch of the of the bands and musicians that were in the set and i went through this set yesterday it's 200 and i pulled out about 50 40 something of the cards and they were worthy to me of top of, of sleeve and probably top loader. And, you know, they're from, like I said, they're from 1987. Uh, but they're, you know, they're Panini, which I think is cool too. So I've got, you know, the ones that I, that I think are kind of cards, if you will, that I'm happy to add to my collection. I've got, you know, there's Queen, you know, Run DMC, 
<laughs> I just think these are really cool. This one's awesome. Like, look at that. Ozzy Osbourne, like in full pose. Like, if you're a music fan, a rock fan, why don't you want one of these? And I've kind of, with talking about it with some of my friends, I've said, like, you know, sports fans collect we can collect game use memorabilia. We can collect pennants. We can collect hats, jerseys. But a lot of us collect cards. Music fans, which I think everybody's a music fan in the world. And I think I mentioned this earlier. I said, yeah, Carlos will probably will probably contradict me. Say, not everybody's a music fan. There's. I don't think. I don't think the contradiction won't come from the music fan part. The contradiction will come from the idea. And actually, we we touched on in the last live stream was um, a music fan. There's there's a lot. There is music paraphernalia they would collect. Like there is right. certain concert t-shirts, ticket yeah. stubs. Yeah. They might not vinyl. run. They might not run the cards though. It's one of those things where like it's another option if you really are hard set on it. But like I'm a fan of a band. I buy a shirt. I buy the CD. Maybe I buy the vinyl. Right. Do I need the other thing? Maybe. Maybe not. It depends it, on you as a collector and what you like. Correct. But the same thing could be said for, I think the same thing could be said for sports and sports cars. Just, and it, it's actually factual. Just because you're a sports fan, you may be happy having your ball cap from all your favorite teams and that's enough. You may not need to collect cards and a lot of people don't. So to me, I thought to myself, you know, music fans who may also collect sports cars or anything else, why wouldn't they be collecting these cards? And I don't know what the community is like. I don't know how many people are into it, but my my dealer out of North Carolina, I think he, we talked, we talked about two weeks after the first, uh, the first purchase. And he was like, he goes, you got, he goes, as soon as you bought those cards off me, he said, everything is selling on my, on my store. The, and the prices I'm getting, I've never seen before. He goes, this thing is starting to blow up. You got in at the right time. I'm thinking, I just got into like, it was like two weeks ago. I bought these cards from you. Yeah. He goes, you, you just beat the rush. I'm like, Whoa lucky lucky me but so obviously there is a community of these and the but at the same time the population of these vintage cards that i will show soon are very low across the board they're just very low so i see i see value in that i see potential in terms of the investment value because of the low pop and because of the the goatness of of the subjects that i am personally collecting now i have purchased some cards of some non-goats because i love them but i'm also you know i love i've always liked the beatles the rolling stones i have no problem adding pieces from those two particular legendary uh music music bands so but a couple more just from this more recent like there's billy idol you know like zz top with the beards i don't know you know they're george michael you know these are these are bono a young Bono, 1987. Like, I don't know. I think they're cool. Now, I'm not going to go and get these all graded because I don't know that, you know, that I that's what I need. But, and they're more modern. But I also want to show, so I did open up one pack of these Michael Jackson cards. And I, I kept two cards that were worthy of top loader for me. One is this one here. Just says Michael on it. The back, very simple. But it's card number one. I thought, well, that's kind of cool. If there's a because all the cards in this set are just Michael Jackson. It's kind of funny. They're just different poses. Yep. So I kept that one. I.e., I, not that I, I kept the other ones too, but I mean I, I actually separated them and I'll probably scan them and add them to my PC that way. And then this card here, which the only reason I kept this is because the gum is intact and still stuck to it. Still stuck to the card. I, I have about four cards with gum stuck to them, and I just think that's really cool. So I kept those two. Let me ask you a question. 
uh, when you mentioned earlier with the Panini stickers, you said that you're not really inclined or interested in sending a bunch of them in. Um, this kind of plays into that uh, PSA price increase from from the other week. If PSA still had its bulk submitting and you could do it for six or seven or even eight bucks, would you send a couple of them in? I'd send all of them in for that price, 100%. Yeah. yeah That's I just would. one of the things we were kind of chess chatting about because I do think that that plays a little bit into kind of a PSA's thinking as well. It's not, it's not that they don't like money. It's just that they know that for that price, you'd take a flyer and just send a stack of them. Whereas yeah. right now you'd be like, eh, not really worth my time. It's just not worth the the capital investment to pay whatever it is per card when, you know, but if these things blow up in value and it makes it more worthwhile, then sure I will. I mean, you know, I have to take finances into account here when I, when you're spending what will end up being, you know, hundreds or thousands of dollars on grading fees. So yeah, uh, Mike, I like this comment. I got a Swedish queen PSA six card. It's really cool. Thanks for the tip mention. You're welcome. Um, yeah, I've, <laughs> really cool. It's funny because I've seen more and more, not not like a ton, but like a half a dozen people show some music cards since I got into them. And I'm like, oh, I wish I grabbed that card. I wish I grabbed that one, you know? So you sure we don't want to upgrade your level of influencer? You sure you don't want to start shifting that now? What did you call it on your live stream? The uh, There was a term you used so for like- First we were, first the, the question was the, uh, Joe was looking for the Mount Rushmore first. So we were starting off at the top tier, and I said, I felt there were a couple of slots that I was comfortable with, like the first three slots. The number four is a little bit fluid. I could see so, some room for somebody to get in there. So the biggest influencers being Gary Vee. Right now, Jeff, yep. Jeff, Jeff, uh, Jeff Wilson from Sports Card I put, Investor. I put Golden in there. I put Golden in there. Ken just because Golden. of the profile he's got right now. I didn't put yep. Jeff. I actually left him off um, because, I, because I thought about his – it's not that he doesn't have reach. It's that does the reach then lead to actionable? Because just because he puts something out there, because one the test right now is the select cards. He did a video where he specifically was promoting select cards. And then the question that I had was, did you guys notice any big move in select cards? Because he literally showed a whole case and made a whole argument. And he's not, by the way, he's not the first person to make the argument for select. He's probably the biggest audience person who's made that pitch. And I haven't seen the shift in select. There's been some movement, but it had been going for a while. So it's not like there was sudden market shift. Now, if Gary Vee goes in there and puts in a, sele- a picture select and puts a stack of them, up. you would see at least, at the very least, you'd see a temporary spike. And yeah. you'd actually see that spike. Yep. AZ Brothers, after hours with a guest. Uh, yeah, we got a guest. We got a guest. Uh, thank you, Carlos, for joining. No worries. Uh, Superbad says, this is better than sport group breaks. Gamble free. Yeah, I, I got to think so. I got to think so. Hockey, hockey. Jay Lee should get those old coho gloves, Gray. I should. Those are Timu Solani game-worn gloves, by the way. By the way, Mike's here. What does he say? Hey, not hyping. It's informing. I've been in cards for 35 years and never heard of them, so I had to get one. Not hype. That's Mike. I've been in cards for 35. I've been in cards. Anyway, 35 plus years, and I never, never heard of these things. It's like I wish I heard of them earlier. I would have been buying them wrong, getting them graded myself, for sure. Hockey, hockey. Apparently, Carlos has a hater out there. Some commenter on flipping Steve's live stream called, called Carlos a geek. Carlos is a treasure to the content hobby. Great insights. Now, I did I see. I did. I, I saw those comments because from a little while ago. I love this, but there's two problems I have with it. Can only I bring one? up the next one? Only. I know. I saw it. It's like, but only one. This Carlos, is so disappointing. Okay, Carlos, get your thick skin on. Carlos equals bad takes and low viewers, egomaniac narcissist. So first of all, first of all, the second the second statement is 100% true. But 
the first statement is like, well, bad takes is relative. You're gonna have to make you're gonna have to make a better take then. And second, <laughs> low viewers is like, well, what skill are we using? <laughs> More than you used to have, right? Okay. But but it's but 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 the thing is, I I've seen. I think this is probably one of the people I blocked from my thing previously. So it's like, that's why I say I got more than one. Um, because otherwise, it's like, who the hell's JJ? I don't know. Um, the, the point is that um, I always love when somebody tries to like troll somebody who say low viewers. It's like, compared to what? This is a niche genre, dude. <laughs> like, it's like the whole genre is low viewers. In the scale of YouTube, Jeff Wilson has low viewers. So what scale are we using? What you're saying is it's all relative. That is fair. It's 100% Let, relative. Let's keep going. Thank you for the comment, JJ. Hockey, hockey. Jay Lee, if you have everything you want, does that mean you are quitting the hobby and finding a new hobby? No, hockey, hockey. I am one of these guys that will just find new things to collect within the hobby already, like like what I found with, with music and entertainment cards in 2021. In, in 2018, I found 90s inserts and basketball cards was kind of my new thing in 2018 or 19. Uh, lucky for me, I got in, you know, before that blew up and I, you know, I, I'm just a guy that loves cardboard. Like, I don't know how else to put it and not all cardboard, but if it looks nice, if it, ah, just the printing is nice and the subject matter I like, like you'll see some of these cards I've picked up. I'm going to show them soon. I promise. And uh, we'll, we'll take it from there, but no, I'm certainly not finding a new hobby. I will always find a way to be involved in this one. Greg Nova says, Carlos, we're all adults. We can make our own decisions. That is yeah, for that's sure. pertaining to the influencing thing, which I agree. I agree with Greg as well on this. But uh, but one thing I'll point out is that, but we know influence is a thing. Like, it's, that's not a, that's not me. That's not me estimating the people. So Greg says we're all adults who can make our own decisions. In theory, yes. But then influencers would have no sway over anybody. And then people could say whatever and nothing would happen. That's if that true. was true, then I'd I love think, to see it. I think a lot of influencees are influenced because like I was influenced by whoever showed me that first music card. And I was like, sure. didn't know it existed. Sure. I've been informed. I'm going to go investigate research and then pounce. And that's exactly what I did. I pounced. Sure. If you were watching any, any of these items that I bought in the guy's eBay store one day, the next day, 25 of them were gone. They were just not, no longer available. I, I, I cl like cleaned them out that night. Um, and he's become a viewer of the show. He knows about the show. He watches it now. Uh, David, if you're watching, good evening. Happy to have you. Yeah. Um, also, but, one quick thing as well. Yeah. Influencer isn't necessarily a negative connotation. We always well, give it a not. negative connotation, but it can be, it's a neutral term. It actually, it is a neutral term. It can be it, positive or negative. It's but it, negative if you use it to your own benefit and right. if you're using it to manipulate and right. then benefit financially or otherwise it's certainly negative if you're doing it that way but if you're doing it out of just because of who you are and what you love as i'm gonna say i'm doing uh, if i'm an influencer then it just is what it is and deal with it everybody that's i mean i'm just gonna do what i'm doing and uh and that's that yeah. I'm um, just making the statement because the word is used with a negative connotation traditionally no, I so agree. i want to make clear it is neutral I agree with term. that. I agree with that. And influencees, like talking about uh, Jeff Wilson from Sports Card Investor, he's, I do believe he's an influencer simply because he has such a big audience and he's got a captive audience who are relying on him for information that I think they're using to make some decisions. Nothing wrong with it. It's just part of being a part of putting yourself out there as Carlos and I are right now. So nothing wrong with that. Um, but but the one that I want to talk about more are the influencees like myself. I've been influenced 
to buy things. And I don't, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it's just, it's, it's more of a, a consequence, a, a situation. So yeah. Okay. Let's keep going through the comments. Dave Kaplan. Good evening to you. Hello. Hello. Dave Kaplan has an amazing Connor McDavid ultimate RPA um, out of 10 available right now that will end up on eBay. One of these days, I believe got sports, just buy what you like and don't worry about it. I agree. Hockey guy smash hits has a bunch of nice names. So I'm going to use that because as a quick segue here. So I showed off these 87s, the full set of 87s that I bought. I didn't show them all. I showed a few, but I have an 86 from the Panini that got, I came, came from my dealer and this card, I'm going to show you guys right now. The first one I'll show you it's a, because it's the most modern of all the music entertainment cards I bought. And this is a 1986 Panini smash hits collection. Number 96 one of the goats of all time in music, I believe. You guys are going to love this. Madonna. Okay? Madonna. And now this is an oversized slab because these, these are just a little bit bigger than regular cards, so they don't fit in the regular PSA slabs. But this slab, although I'm not a fan of huge slabs, I have a Joe Namath rookie. I have a Lou Alcindor rookie. I have a 64 Tops Gordie Howe, which are all tall boys, so they're the same size slab. So this will just go in that pile of cards. How bigger is it than a normal card? Pardon me? How much bigger is it than the normal two and a half by three and a half? Just a little barely, bit. Barely. That's barely. what I mean. It doesn't look like it's that much bigger. Barely. Okay. I thought so. Yeah. I'm surprised they would need the big slab then because they can fit the like 55 Bowmans and 53 tops in like a regular size slab. And so just, for, just to make that comparison, I'll show you the second most recent card I purchased, which is um, a 1977 Monty Gum Punk. <laughs> which is this, I don't know if this band is punk, but there's an argument that they could be uh, kiss. Okay. The full band, Gene Simmons with a tongue out PSA eight, 1977. Uh, and the, the back is blank. And this card wasn't expensive. It was one of those cards where I was shopping through his store. I'm like, ah, just, yeah, give me that kiss card too. It's cool. Like whatever, 20, 30 bucks. I don't remember what I paid, but it wasn't much. And I just thought that's awesome. That and Kiss. I mean, I've I used to have those those four. I forget what they call. I had the four album set where you had each guy in their makeup on the separate album cover. I had those in the eighties. My stepdad managed a record store, a discus in the eighties, and uh, used to get some some of the sample albums from him. And I know we had all four of these. Really cool. So anyway, I'll show a couple couple of music cards. There's the Madonna again, a bit bigger. To me, Madonna is worthy of my collection, 100%. More comments in the meantime. Uh, hockey, I was looking at that set last week. 90s hockey collector, good evening to you. Dave Kaplan asked, did you get any wrestling cards? I have not dabbled in wrestling at all. If I would, the only card I would really be interested in is Hulk Hogan. He's the guy that I remember the most. I was never a re I won't say never. I was a fan of wrestling in the days of the Iron Sheik. And um, God, I can't remember all the. I mean, back in the AWA days, Carlos, you remember the AWA? I actually do, yeah, uh, but yeah. not not my time. But I've gotten a chance to see a little bit on the WWE Network in the past. So that's that's when I was watching wrestling when I was probably six, seven, eight, nine, ten years old, type of thing. And then when WWF became a big thing, and Hulk Hogan was all and Honky Tonk Man, and uh, I what's his name, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Like these are the guys that I remember. So Hulk Hogan would be welcome into my collection, but I don't have any wrestling cards at this point in time. 
Yeah, I think the Hogan 82 is right now the one that's really gone off quite a bit. Uh, and that's the one where that Hogan would have been the AWA Hogan, I believe, because Hulk Hogan as the gimmick started, I believe, in the AWA. Okay. So it would have been around that time period. Just a little Hockey trivia. guy. If there were music cards in music stores, people would likely buy them. Cards Possibly. are super niche. Yeah, Possibly. that makes sense. Yeah, my, my point wasn't that my point wasn't that no one would. My point is that some people would be interested. It depends on your level of fandom. That's why I use the t-shirt example. Some people like a band enough to buy a shirt. Right. And maybe an album. But then beyond that, they're like, okay, no, like I bought the shirt. <laughs> ticket stubs. Ticket stubs exactly. are cool. I have all my ticket stubs from the old days still. Always yeah. kept them. Yeah. Bret Hart, greatest wrestler of all time. Respect. Hockey guy. I have a Bret Hart rookie on Com C in my stash. Very nice. Hockey says Jay Lee is a market mover. I don't want to be a market mover. I don't mind having a... I don't know. I, I think I, I mentioned on Carlos's stream, like uh, just a very subtle level of influence. I do not want to have to look over my back and make sure everything I say isn't going to be construed as moving as 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 manipulation. That's just that's a fear. That's a legitimate fear I, I have, and I'm sure other content creators do too. I would think. Uh, hockey, hockey. Not sure people would want to own Michael Jackson these days. I've I've definitely thought about that, but I'm still willing to. I think the window has passed. I think there is still a segment that would have some stigma on it, but I'll be honest, after he died, I think uh, I think a lot of people are like, well, he's dead. <laughs> so yeah, like, he, he, so paid the ultimate, he paid the ultimate price. Yeah, so the people who are still fans of him, I think are still going to be fans of him. And then the people who don't like him, well, then you're not going to like him anyway. So it's not going to make a yeah. difference. I like Bob Lewis as Carlos after hours, slumming it, I see. Bob would know about slumming it. Everything he comes on drops down a peg or seven. Just bring it down Bob, a notch here. Bob, Bob, Bob would appreciate, if I do slum it here for you, It would Bob would appreciate that. He does it everywhere he goes. Hockey, hockey. Re remember to Vegas Dave's comments over a month ago, how time flies in the hobby. Everyone has forgotten his comments. Thought interrupter. Kurt Cobain, Lane Staley, Scott Wheland the big ones to go after now. I mean, I think Kurt Cobain, like I didn't I have the first one. Him I, think, I think Nirvana really is a big one. Yeah, because, for sure. Because, because they had um, that influence, that influence on the, on the grunge movement. Ironically, his, his death helps because they never had the chance to really make a bad album. I'm just doing a quick eBay search on Kurt Cobain and PSA to see if anything comes up in a card. You're going to find all sorts of, uh, for sure. of authenticated autographs, but are you going to find any cards not sure that he had any yeah i'd be curious if there'd be something with kurt or with, at least with the band uh, yeah. because because that's a possibility too dexflow says with non-sports cards getting big like marvel and star wars do you think afa graded action figures go up just but i do i do no reason kelly hilo what do you think with blake griffin rookie cards i think nothing of them to be honest i don't follow blake griffin at all i think he had his time he had his moment where he was super hot because he because he was super athletic and he was a good and he he did the thing with the dunk contest and a couple of things where he jumped over the car and it was uh he was an exciting player for a little while but i think that a lot of that bloom has gone off that rose good greg novice cool music cards but unlike sports where we can determine goats by titles as appearances mvps music is subjective you might think queen is the goat and for me it's Sleetwood mac that's fair, but I disagree, Greg, with a comment that we can't determine it because there are awards handed out. There is all-time plays on streaming services. There are platinum albums, gold albums, you know, sales, overall sales. I actually think it's quite quantifiable, so I do I do not agree with the comment, Greg, but uh, I, I think it's – but I certainly agree it's subjective. There's no – 
Can I ask a question? I think well, let me just finish the thought. About. Let me just finish the thought. There's no doubt at all that it is subjective. I mean, I'm not a fan of country music. I don't, I don't, I don't get down to classical either. But I think that if you look at overall popularity, how you know, while it's subjective, you're going to have a lot of people that have the same subjective thought, and that's going to be that's going to cause sales concert sellouts ticket sales um stream downloads all those sorts of things which is just the way you have to the way you can look at it to measure but you are you aren't going to have them you know unless it's a rap battle these guys don't compete against each other carlos please mm -hmm. so what i was going to ask was um i think i think a lot of the metrics you came up listed off there are very good ones but I think with music, it does get a little bit tricky because when you do awards and you do number one hits and you do gold albums and all that. So Madonna is a fairly easy choice in the sense that she's got this career. She was at the apex or like her apex was huge. And, and game she continues too. to be and she continues to be a big name, obviously. Now, question, where do you then put her in comparison to somebody like Cher? Again, a one-name person, long career. She had number one hits in four or five decades, which Madonna has not done. But she also had, you know, top records. She was also famous on TV. She also won awards in movies. So I almost bought us, uh, uh, what's, what was her, Sonny and, what's, what was his name? Sonny and Cher. Sonny and Cher, Sonny, yeah. I almost bought a Sonny and Cher card the other day because yeah. I remember growing up and my mom and dad watching Sonny and Cher on TV. That took me back to literally the house we lived in till I was six years old. That took me back to those years of my life. I have I have very vague memories in our basement with that 70s decor and watching Sonny and Cher literally in the 1970s. Like this would yeah. be 1977, 78 in there. Yeah. So I almost bought that car. But but to your question, Carlos, I put Cher right alongside there. I mean, her 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 performance in the movie Mask was was excellent. I remember that to this day. She's she's an all-time entertainer. When I, you know, I'm gonna use the goat the term goat tonight. For the just to have a term to explain where they where these artists fall for me, for me and with my subjective outlook. If they don't fall there for Carlos or anyone in the chat, that's okay. It does they don't have to. But you know, Janice Joplin is an all-timer, share, as you said, an all-timer. I'm gonna show some other all-timers here. Let's just get through a few more comments. So I'm gonna skip the ones that are just talking about Carlos, though, for the most part here. Um, sharpshooter love music, Jeremy, especially rock, but the cards have no sentimental value to me. I personally didn't grow up chasing music cards. Therefore very little interest. Totally fine. More available for me. That's how I see that hockey guy. Kiss has at least one kind of punk influence song I can think of right on. Got cool, cool card thing. I'm, I'm glad you see that that way too. Carlos looks bored looking at music cards. Well, he chose to come on Carlos. You're free to leave at any time, but I hope you stick around. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I'll quickly comment on that one. They're not my main exciting thing, but I'm always interested in the thought process behind it. So the thought process behind it is always going to be interesting to me. That's why I like to listen to it. Yeah, I get that for sure. Um, Robert Dudek just bought some Samler Saker ABBA cards. ABBA is another band I used to listen to with my next door neighbor who I had a crush on when I was, in, you know. And I would say they had a huge apex. That's why I asked the question about longevity versus apex. I'm just thinking about uh, when I was doing those two comparisons. To your point. They both can qualify in that GOAT category. But Madonna's apex, when she was at her absolute peak, was higher than Cher's apex. But Cher's career has spanned 40 years. So that's well, pretty good. Pretty too, good Yeah, too. pretty good. And Madonna's is, she's getting there too, right? Well, she's slowed down now. You haven't heard much from her lately. But the impact she had on music and just kind of pushing, pushing the, the pushing the what, Carlos? Pushing the... 
boundary. The boundary. Thank you. Yep. She pushed the boundary pretty, pretty good. I mean, she was taking off clothes, that kind of thing. It wasn't, wasn't, uh, it, it was somewhat new and a lot of parents weren't happy back in the day. Um, okay. A few more comments here. I would have figured uh, Jeremy would want a Nick Bockwinkle card because it was, I don't even know. Who, oh, Nick Bockwinkle. Nick Bockwinkle is a good one. It's a Barely good one. remember a very vague recollection of that at all. Very good I character. live in Calgary. So I don't, I remember it only because my friends talk about, it. I moved to Calgary in 2002 and people were talking about it back then. Daniel, my man says any U2 cards. I did just show a Bono here. Let's find the Bono again. Cause the Bono is one of my favorites and he, you know, here we go. Another all time great, but there's Bono right there in a 1987 Panini smash hits sticker. Pretty cool. Card number 168. I think there might be, oh yes. And then here's the, the whole band card. So you got the edge in there. The other two guys who's Larry Mullen, Adam Clayton. I'm reading them from the back now. But here's another one. I mean, this guy's got this guy's got legs, right? Bruce Springsteen, young Bruce Springsteen. Yep. I don't know. In the eight, in think... the in the eighties, that's why I say music's interesting because some artists have these really long careers. Some of them have long careers where like they're far off their apex, but the fans still love it. So if they go do a if they go do a tour, they'll still draw without any they issue will. but it'll be like okay so when was the last hit 1985 <laughs> so. but the other thing is that music never dies music okay. plays and plays and plays so you know if you if, if you if if your mother grew up listening to duran duran in the 80s you know you're probably listening to it in the 2020s if you're ever in the car with your mother type of thing music never dies and people are still listening to music that was composed decades and decades ago which i think is a benefit to the genre of collecting i think i just showed the prince card another kind of legend if you will i mean i could keep on show here's a another madonna from this series not the prettiest card but still a neat outfit she's wearing kind of neat another madonna's got like four cards in this set i believe there's it. another one nice nice just a portrait another shot of madonna who's this yeah cindy lopper you know and this one's funny carlos <laughs> Don Johnson made the set because I guess he put out some music album back in the day. Well, in the 1980s, there would probably—I would laugh if there was an Eddie Murphy card. There isn't because Eddie he tried because he tried to make music. He attempted he it. Did. Yeah, my girl wants to party all the time. That yeah, was that yeah. was it. Yeah, there's a Janet Jackson. You got some Elton John. I mean, this this set is filled with legends of of of, of music, like in all musical genres. A couple of Michael Jacksons, like. I might pick a couple of these to get them graded, the like the biggest of 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 the goats as I define them, not as anybody else does, as I define them to be. Yep, right. Yeah, I did show a Bono before. I saw one Kurt Cobain on Com C, an American Pie car. That's kind of cool. Kind of cool. Uh, popularity equals quality. Yeah, I mean that's you know not uh, sort of right because. Well, I think I think the exclamation point there. I I don't remember my coding correctly, but I think that does not equal quality. Ah, okay. I believe Got it, it does not. I could be mistaken, David. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Got it. So Daniel makes the comment. My guess is Elvis has to be the music goat for solo artists. Now you'll see when I show you my cards that I might not disagree with that comment. He's in the conversation without a doubt. Like he had resonance again, going back to resonance, right? But his stretch, if you think. So in the 1950s, when he built up into his apex, and then by the 1970s, he died. So he had this, but during his run, his apex, undeniable that he was like the top dude at that time. For especially. sure. 
Oh, he revolutionized rock. He he's revolutionized it. Started. He's the first guy to move when he sang. Sharpshooter, I've learned not to follow trends. Fads usually fade. Music, Marvel, Top Shot, or trends. Okay, I mean, we'll time will tell. Time will tell. Not for me. It's not music. Well, one won't thing be that a helps with music me. is that sometimes it's cyclical, because sometimes well, you'll have inspiration that will come back, and a trend will come back in. Maybe a new artist will incorporate some of the style, and then people will think back to the original. So there are times they can be self-referential. The music genre. I just what I don't like about this comment is that he's got music, Marvel, and Top Shot all together. Top Shot is something brand new. Marvel's been around for decades. Music's been around for centuries. Um, not not really the right bucket to put them in together, in my opinion. Uh, JW thoughts on twenty twenty one being the start of a new junk wax era. Opinion disagree completely disagree. Uh, but I don't want to get into that right now. But I just but not it's to. Just, I would say it's just a mathematical improbability. I yeah. would I would really take the math. The math says it can't be. We and will we, never repeat what happened in the '90s because everything about the world is, the world is different. the The hobby landscape is completely different than it was in the early '90s. So I just do not think so. I, I think there's too many reasons there why it won't be. Uh, what do we have? It was rumored that ABBA turned down an offer of one billion dollars to reunite for a world tour. Led Zeppelin did turn down an offer. David Hasselhoff rated rookie cards. <laughs> Oh, you're correct on the not does not equal. Appreciate that, Dave. The Good clarity. Remember that. Thank Frank you. Sinatra, Ricky Card, money. So that's the end of the comments. I'm going to show some of these now, just so you guys can see what what I'm talking about and what I've picked up. And you like them, you don't like them. You go out and buy them. You think I'm crazy. I don't care of. I don't care any of that. If you like them, I'm kind of you know that makes me feel good because you know it's just nice to be to have like minded people around you. So I'm good with that. If you don't like them, that's fine too. I'll be able to buy them better. You won't be competing with me to buy them. So this is in no real order, but I'm going to just do a quick little ordering here. So I'm going to start with non-music cards. These are, this is, I have one, two, three, four. I've got five cards, six of the same person, and then a seventh that is kind of in the same grouping because this is, these are women. So I'm going to show these cards. I'm going to do them in from, uh, I'll go from newest to oldest. So we're just going to put these in order quickly. There we go. So newest card. I love this card. I just think like, I don't know, call me crazy guys. And maybe you will. That's fine. Put it in the comments. I don't care. Let's hear it. 1963 Dutch gum, Marilyn Monroe, star builder D hand cut. So the back is blank, as you can see, nothing on the back, but I just, and you'll see, I've got a bunch of Maryland cards I bought because to me, Marilyn Monroe is worthy. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to take all my Marilyn Monroe cards and I'm going to like put them like a circle and I'm going to put my Joe DiMaggio rookie card right in the middle and just take a picture. I think that'll be really cool. But there's, our, there's Marilyn Monroe card number one, 1963. Second Marilyn Monroe, 1962 Dutch Series N hand cut in a PSA 3 which I don't see anything wrong with the card. So I'm not sure why it's only a three, but whatever the, the color, the outfit, the pose, the, it just takes me back. Not that I was around then, but you know, Marilyn Monroe, someone I've known about my whole life and uh, always, you know, if you have an issue of playboy number one, she's on the cover. There's another 1962 Marilyn Monroe star builder B nice card. Looks good with the other ones, more of just the portrait, but she looks very pretty. I mean, nothing wrong with that. This one reminds me of a Warhol painting, 1958. 
the Dutch X and R set. Now I haven't done a lot of research into what these sets are, the full checklist, but you'll notice that there's, you know, if you do go on eBay and search, you'll see a lot of just the celebrities of the day. And then the last Maryland card. Now this is kind of funny. I was getting a little crazy. I actually bought two of the same card. One's a PSA six and one's a PSA four, but a PSA six, this is the 1957 Dutch studio set two. And this is unnumbered auto blah, blah, something, something PSA six. So those are the Marilyn Monroe cards that I picked up. I think they're all just awesome. I'm really enjoying them. What else can I say? And then I picked up a 1952 Dutch gum cards, a set hand cut of Sophia Loren. There's a bunch of Sophia Loren cards out there, but this is the one that I just liked the most. And I thought it was nice. And you know, these cards aren't expensive. So it's like, ah, okay, sure. Give me a Sophia Loren, you know, his, historical figure. So that's it for this, for the uh, Sophia Lorenz and the uh, Marilyn Monroe's. <clears throat> a couple of comments have come in. So we're going to take a quick look. Chris says, I think the only thing that worries me about people staying in the hobby right now is the pricing of boxes. Fair enough. Tim, do you have any Beatles stuff, Jeremy? I do. They're coming up shortly here. Chris says, looking at Three Stooges. Card. Yeah, so Three Stooges is like a non-sport set that's been very popular among sports cards collectors for a long time. The Curly card, very, very valuable card. Yep. Dave says, got some 1920s entertainment cards for you, Jeremy. Sounds good, Dave. Let me see them. A the tobacco card, Larry. Uh, there was a whole genre of those. In the Larry and Carl and Curly, to... right? No, I mean, he's saying from the 1920s there, the entertainment cards. In the tobacco era, they had entire tobacco subsets for entertainment Lots. actors and actresses of the day tons yeah i've been looking at shirley temple cards gary cooper's like there's all sorts there's all sorts i've been it's 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 a rabbit hole if once you start going down it that's right daniel busby i found a 1970 mr soft yeah i like the mr softies led zeppelin psa 9 for 36 dollars like yeah that's that's like that's that like good the price of a dinner behind the tanks those cards look like some of the lesser collected food issue baseball cards of the 1910s yeah they look a lot like they look a lot like the 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 pre-war cards the shape the dimensions of them all that stuff triple v says the batman 1966 set is one of my favorite yeah the, especially the black bat set i was collecting the batman card about eight years ago i had about three copies of it sold them all too soon too soon rudolph yeah i've been looking at rudolph valentino's charlie chaplin's um, there's even a cool card of, um, what's his name? Uh, Houdini. There's a really cool Houdini card out there uh, on eBay right now that I've been, the guy wants like $1,200. I'm just not at $1,200 on it, but it's pretty cool. Nat King Cole. Yeah. I mean, Nat King Cole's a legend too. Okay. More cards. So now we're going to get into Elvis Presley. And I went on a bit of a binge with Elvis, um, because I recognize that, you know, Elvis is a goat of music. A legend will never go away. And um, and he had a lot of cards, and the guy had a lot of cards in him. So this is the Elvis stack right here. So I'll go through them quickly. Um, 61, 62s. So I've got from three years. All these cards are either from 1959, 1960, or 1961. So we'll start oldest to newest this time. The first one, this is a, such a cool card. Now, it's not a portrait or a picture. It's an art card, but it's 1959 W. Shipton, Series 1. So there's a lot of Shipton cards. They're not all music, but this is the Elvis PSA 8. Really neat-looking card. I mean, again, it's not your typical – and it has a back to it. It actually has a Trojan Gen card. So 
I like when there's a back to it. There's that card. 1959 Dutch B blue text hand cut. This is a PSA eight Elvis Presley. And I love that he's, you know, he's in concert playing the guitar. Just a good image. I don't know. I look at these. I just, it just makes me happy. 1961 Dutch series X hand cut Elvis in his army uniform. So when I talked to my guy, Dave, who sold me these, he mentioned to me that, you know, so what you're looking for with Elvis are is army uniform and playing the guitar. That's what the collectors want. That was news to me. I didn't know. I didn't necessarily want that, but it was a bit of insight. So I picked up a few. This I love. It must be a shot from a film he was in, 1961, Dutch Series X hand cut. But he's in like a knife fight. <laughs> like looking. Probably from a movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because he was doing a bunch of movies around then. Yeah. I'd be curious. It wouldn't be that era, but I'd be curious if there were any cards released around the time he did that comeback TV special. Because there was a comeback TV special where he had specific, uh, he wore a specific like outfit for it. That was like the only time he ever did that. And it was on TV and it was his comeback special thing. Yeah. Uh, Dex Flow. I have this kiss card right here. PSA 8 from 1977, Monty Gum Punk set. Now, Kiss has, I think, four cards in the series. And someone on Instagram, showed one off a few weeks ago and i made a comment i said oh i have i have another card from that set in the psa8 i said i'll show it to you so i put it in my instagram store and i said i made the caption here's the card i was telling you about whatever his username was and he's like oh i need that one i said yeah well <laughs> it's not for sale but but you know i hope you find one yourself kind of neat next elvis card 1961 dutch h hand cut this is a psa 1.5 Rounded corners, you know, definitely been loved, which I think is really cool. But just a neat, neat army photo of him. I thought, I don't know, it captures a moment in time to me. Really cool. These next uh, four, I don't, you know, there's just something about them. I can't even articulate what it is. I don't love them. It's just something about the quality of the card itself. But they're still kind of, the, the images are nice. 62 Elvis, Dutch Series N, PSA 6, hand cut. Still nice colors, a nice sharp image. Okay. Here he is in army uniform and playing guitar, 1962, PSA 8. Another one, similar card, 1962, PSA 5, hand cut, Dutch Series N. That's a, that's a dark green background. Another green background, 1962, must be the same set, more of a portrait. Still kind of cool. And then the last Elvis card is a 1962 Dutch Series N. This is also, it must be a scene from a film because it's like he's walking out of a bar. He's got a beer in hand. There's a couple dancing up and behind him there. Pretty neat. Just, just neat stuff. So there we are. We're halfway through and we still got lots of good stuff to come. <clears throat> just see if there's any new comments that have come in here, guys. AZ says, I like movie cards with sports players, promo cards, basically. Shaq, Kazam, yeah, I hear it, I hear it. Hockey guy, there's a ton of different Kiss cards. I'm waiting for Jeremy to show the Millie Vanilli. Tim says, I actually like rounded corners on older cards sometimes. It just adds character for me. Me too, me too, Tim, I agree. I like, I like a card to not, if a card is from the 50s, I don't want it to look like it was just printed and pack pulled today. But I also want it to be as in high grade as it can be. Quick story. 
I had two copies of the 1953 Jean Beliveau rookie card. I had a PSA five that I've had for a very long time and a PSA seven. And I was like, ah, the seven, it looked too nice. The borders were too white. The corners were too sharp. And the five is like exactly what you want from the fifties. And I decided I was going to sell one of them. Which one do I sell? I sold the seven. I kept the five for myself and I'm just happier with it. It it looked, the five is just, it's the card I wanted. Collect what you like, buy the card, not the grade. All these things come into play with me for me. And uh, in that case, I sold the seven, put the money towards something else. Hobby wise, definitely. So I'm with you on that, Tim, hundred percent with you on that. Mike Zier says, so do you collect trimmed cards? I kid, I kid. I don't go out and collect trim cards, but I will, you know, the one trim card I would own would be a, I think Carlos has one, the exact card. I would own a 50, no, you have the 54 tops Gordie Howe. I would love a 52 tops Mickey Mantle in a PSA authentic holder with nice sharp trimmed edges, nice sharp trimmed corners and a nice image, a nice, a nice uh, surface. In In this market, that would still be a pretty penny. I it think a be. lot of other people would take it too if it's graded and labeled as such. Exactly. That's the key right there. Yes. I only want trimmed cards in my collection if they are slabbed as such. Either it says authentic trimmed or just says authentic. As long as it, as long as it's slabbed and I don't ever need to worry about it being passed off out of my collection to somebody else unknowingly, I'm happy to own it. I don't own any trimmed cards right now, although I do have a, I bought a Rod Gretzky at a, at a card show a couple of years ago. I believe it's trimmed. I just sent it to PSA and I said on the forum, I think it's trimmed. I still want it slabbed. Don't send it back to me. Evidence trimming. I want it slabbed still. So I am not familiar. Oh, I think I might be familiar with the tops. Yes, I am familiar with the Will Ferrell cards and I want one. I don't have one yet, but I want one. Daniel says those old Elvis cards were beauty. Something about vintage card colors. that can't be, be, yeah, the colors are still spectacular on all these cards that I bought. And I love, I love color. I just do. Dexel, I heard on the Gretzky rookie, you want to see rough edges or else they think it's trimmed. Well, that's that they would be wrong. And Bobby, if he's watching, would pipe in and say the blades just weren't sharpened as often. And the staff that was in charge of cutting the cards were incentivized to put more, to stuff more sheets under those knives than they probably should have. And that's why we have that. So you can, you're just not going to find them, you know, just. Be careful when you're buying when you're buying the that vintage that Gretzky rookie. If it's in a BG a BVG holder, you know it. I'm not. They're not all trimmed or not. Sorry, they're not all sheet cut or you know non pack pulled. But some of them are. You won't. You shouldn't find those in PSA holders. Uh, Mike says no. I mean those cards are hand trimmed. Yes, they're hand cut. They're hand cut or they're they're guillotine cut. So yes, I I collect I collect. They're not hand trimmed. They were meant to be cut, just like box bottoms, you know, on, on Opeachy and Tops boxes from the 80s. They're meant to be hand cut. And and the nice thing is that I'll show you the next the next uh, subject matter, which is, well, I mean, this is a guy I grew up idol idolized this guy when I was young. Uh, his name is James Dean. I've got three James Dean cards. They're, they just make a beautiful trio. They're from they're all from nine, two 1958s. One's 1959. They all come from the Dutch gum set. They're all hand cut. And it says hand cut right on them. So let's have a look at these ones. I'll go from my least favorite to my most favorite. My least favorite is this one. It's a PSA 7, 1959. James Dean, Series U. I love how it says Warner Brothers in the corner. Basically, you know, identifying the, the production company that he worked with that year or was signed to for some sort of movie deal. 
That's my least favorite. I don't. Elvis, you had that as well. I think on a couple of the Elvis was 20th Century Fox. Yeah, yeah. I didn't notice it at the time, and I just don't know what that what's what that stuff is. It looks like grain right across, right at the bottom of the image. There, kind of a almost like necklaces. That's what throws me off of the card. Hmm. Why it's my least favorite, but when I put it with these other two, I love it. My second now this card I I passed on the first time I bought cards from uh, David, but the second time I'm like yeah well, I'm gonna take that James Dean because. And now I love it in hand. I just, this thing is so cool. It's a PSA five. He's got a cigarette in his mouth. I don't know if you'll be able to see it. And just, you know, he looks a bit older, but just a, just a awesome, awesome looking card. So if you're listening to this on, on the podcast, I apologize. You're not seeing these cards. You got to tune in to see them, but thanks for listening. Anyway, that's my second favorite card of James Dean. And my first favorite, I just, it's, this is just awesome. The color, the color is just vibrant. And I love, I just, I love this, this card that right there. Also 1958 Dutch gum series, a Germany. Again, there is a website. I think it's called moviecards.com that has information. I haven't spent much time there yet, but I plan to. And uh, anyway, there it is. James Dean. Those are my, the three James Dean cards that I've picked up. I say the red one is my favorite just because I do like that kind of vibrant red color. Same here. I'm going to just, and if you put them all sort of together, you know, they just, they kind of look, it just looks good. I can just, I have a vision what one of these years I put up like some sort of slat wall on one of my walls and I just have my covered in my, in, in cards. And these are going to have a prominent position uh, in that display. Okay. So back- I want the Beckett background. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, back, uh, sharpshooter Jeremy, is there any way you can have listings of upcoming card shows in Canada? Maybe promoters can promote events on your show. Possibility. Thank you, sharpshooter. Mike Zier affirms Mr. LAGN tops MLB 2015 comedian Will Farrell cards. He took game action shots for every team. That's pretty cool. I'd, I'd like, I don't need one Will Farrell card, but I'm a Will Farrell fan, so I'd be up to that. I'd be up for that for sure. Tim Witzman says tops used to do those celebrity first pitch cards. Yep. AZ Brothers says Jay-Z Tops Chrome card actually says rookie card on it, 2005. And that, I mean... You should get Victor on that and confirm. (laughs) Those are not cheap. Jay-Z's got lots of cards uh, out there by Tops. And they're, you know, Chrome and autographed and serially numbered. Uh, Behind the Tanks, the Steve Aoki first pitch card is worth like 20 bucks now when it was 10 cent card last year. He's a hobby celebrity. Daniel, James Dean, very cool. You're right. Actors, singers is a rabbit hole. It is. It is. That background color changing is a trip. Cool. The blue, yeah, the blue one with the lighting, with the way it was, it would kind of change almost a tint. Ah. It, it's the kind of a camera trick combination. That's why when I think you said a couple of them were green, they actually look blue to me. Right. Maybe it's, it's just the, my monitor. It's just, but then some of them, when you tilt them a little bit, the light moves a little bit. It would kind of play camera tricks. Thank you for letting me know. Makes sense. Mr. LAGM, what are the populations of some of these? I imagine very low. Yeah, like, and I haven't studied them that close. And I, at the very beginning, I went and I looked. I said, well, how many of these are out there? Some of them, it's like under 10. Most, it's like under 20. Mm-hmm. Total pops, not just this grade. Total pop. Most are like probably in that 6 to 15 range. So they're very rare. Very rare. But I have to think they're, you know, I, I think there's going to be, because even David, my, my dealer, has told me that, you know, he's got like a couple thousand pieces at PSA. Now, he does other I was, things I was besides. I to say that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. He so the population, but yeah, they're not that expensive. They're no, relatively speaking, they're just not that expensive. But so it was, it was it was kind of what we talked about before, though. It's a chicken or the egg thing. That's why I asked you that question about if the PSA price had been lower, would you have sent some of those music cards in? Your answer right now is no. Where previously it might have been yes. Which, because the prices are going up, fewer are going to be submitted. So the population is be, is somewhat controlled because of the price, the PSA prices. Now this doesn't right. stop people from submitting them to BGS, SGC, CSG, HGA, Correct. KSA. <laughs> Uh, MNT. Oh, yes, KSA especially. Yeah. Especially. But for me, I mean, I started with PSA on these. I'm probably going to stick with that as far as these cards. But you know what? If the, if the right card comes up and it's an SGC or a BVG holder, probably any actually, I'll probably still grab it. I'm even looking at raw cards because I just really like these things. Next round of cards. Next round of cards. These are uh, what I would call, you know, your, your godfathers of... of Leading men, perhaps, if you will, and then we're going to get to to to, to music. So <clears throat> I picked up uh, two John Wayne cards. One's from 1964. It's a the only card I have from this series is called Super Carta NV. I don't even know how to read it. Anyway, PSA six from 1964, blank back. I don't think it's a hand cut card. Nice black and white portrait style card of John Wayne. I just thought it was a handsome looking card. PSA. Six. And then next up is another John Wayne. This is a 1956. Uh, forget who it was that said it. Uh, Mike, I think, maybe someone, whoever liked the rounded corners. Was that Mike? This is a PSA 1.5 1956 John Wayne. And again, it's like I was looking through his eBay store, like, yeah, that card is so cool. I don't remember what it was. It wasn't expensive though. It, you know, let's just face it to grade. It would cost more than what I paid for this probably. So I'm like, yeah, I'll take it. I don't care that it's 1.5. It looks cool. And it's nice to have the rounded corners. Like the card was loved. I want cards that have been loved. They have, it has a history to it. I also like cards that weren't loved and are in gem mint condition. I'll put that out there too. And then this is this card. This is an actor that I'm not that familiar with. My familiarity with them is mostly, at this point, like I've obviously I'm familiar with him, but if you ever watch Pawn Stars, this is Rick's favorite guy, and so that's kind of part of it. But really cool. So 1963 Dutch unnumbered Steve McQueen. Okay. So you know, total transparency, honesty. I maybe seen one of his movies. I think he was in that movie with uh, oh god, you know, the, it's famous on the biker the biker movie. Saw that many years ago but i don't follow steve mcqueen's career very closely but you know i'm buying cards it's like yeah give me the steve mcqueen he's he's a well-known guy this is a card that i think if nothing else can go up in value and it just looks dang cool so i'll give you a little background because i wanted to make sure i was thinking the right guy because i thought so uh so he was the one he was in bullet which is where it became famous with the car he became associated with that he was in le mans he was a racer and also he was the um he was the one who had, I believe, I could be mistaken, but he was the one who had the um, the Rolex. No, not Steve McQueen. That would be a Paul Newman. Never mind. Different guy. So speaking of Paul Newman, there was a Paul Newman card on eBay a couple of days ago. It was like a PSA 8 or 9 from the 60s. I forget the set. Really nice card. Nice portrait. Beautiful card. It was $150 opening bid. And 
it ended in like the wee hours of the morning. And when I woke up, it was, and I went, it was on my ended list. It had sold with like one or two bids by the same guy. Someone mm-hmm. snagged it for 150 bucks. Yeah. Okay. I just think a guy who has a background where he's famous for something, but then also is noted for something else. So that's why I mentioned if he's got any background with the racing movie as well, association with that car, Bullet, that car, the car in there, the yeah. was a famous car. So anything that adds a little extra, it goes above and beyond the movie itself as well. Yep. Okay. So now I'm going to give them to a, a couple of cards. These are, so these are like whole group cards. I got two of them where you have the whole band pictured. So the first one I'm going to show you, and again, came from my same guy from, from David. Uh, this is 1968 Dutch unnumbered PSA six. Now these aren't goats by any means, but if you like the song Lola, which I've loved my whole life, I had to grab the kinks and I just think it's a kind of a cool pose and everything the whole band is there nice card beautiful in hand really love it i think it's super cool so i bought a kinks card and then (laughs) this card is so awesome too this is from 1968 dutch unnumbered set three group three green background all on the label psa7 pinball wizard the who i love this card i just love it i think it is so cool so happy with that one and when i bought it so i was talking to david you know a few weeks later he's like that that who card you got you could get 500 bucks for that right now i said that's cool it's not for sale but that's pretty cool i don't remember exactly what i paid for it but it wasn't 500 it was probably 100 or less so the who all right now oh two more band cards two more band cards these are both rolling stones this first one's kind of funny um you know, you can't make them out. You can't see their faces as well. It's kind of taken from a distance. But the whole, just the whole thing, it looks like an album cover. 1966, PSA 4, Dutch Unnumbered, Sky Background. There they are hanging off a flight of stairs off the side of a building. I mean, that's just so 60s to me. Really cool Rolling Stones card. The next is also Rolling I like this card more, even though it's a horizontal 1967 Dutch unnumbered the Rolling Stones brick background. I think that is just a cool, cool card. Really like that one. All right, a few comments here. Any Frank Sinatra? No, but I've looked. I've looked for sure. The Mustang Fastback. Kings. Probably from the Bullet movie. Yeah, exactly. Uh, kinks who those are goats man yeah i know who yeah to me who is our goats i mean that's a band that they're you know in my life in my world they're they're goats such an annoying name though it makes for so many who's on first jokes i know and And let's just the word goat is obviously overused and i'm overusing it tonight i understand that there's lots of goats in to me there's lots of goats but how come it Greatest of all time implies one. I, I recognize that, everybody. I recognize that. But goats is just the term we're using, and uh, I'll probably get fed up with that term soon and stop using it. Just like I, my the, the term I hate the most in the hobby. I, I just I, I can't stand the sound of it. Is mojo when you know mo, mojo in terms of breaks that, and that, that one, I, I think it's fallen a little out of favor, which I think is fortunate. I, I don't fortunate. I don't recall hearing it too much anymore. We got mojo. We got mojo. Shut up. Shut up with mojo. I don't like the sound of it. Uh, forgot about the kink song. You really got me. Yeah, you. Yeah, like there, there's great stuff. The Stones are the best. I love the Stones. I've seen the Stones live. I, I I saw the Steel Wheels tour. 
I still have my ticket stub. Like I'm, you know, the stones are awesome. Mr. LAGN, are you familiar with the 1995 Playboy cards? No nudity, just covers and Trump has a card. I'm familiar with those. Yes, I'm familiar with those. Hockey guy, not sure I'd call kinks goats, but they were super influential. Fair comment. Ziggy Palfy is the goat. I, I think the way what you want to say here, uh, hockey guy, is that Ziggy Palfy is the goat of all goats of right. all genres. Yeah, a goat of goats. The goat, goat of goats. goats. Go to goats. All right. We're down to five cards left, guys. So staying on the topic of Rolling Stones. So I have that other Mick Jagger card that I is still en route that I showed earlier. If it's still handy, which it is on my phone, I'll show it for anyone that came late. This card has not yet arrived. And now my eBay is, is frozen on me. <laughs> so, oh, let's see if I can get back to it. No, the app is just a little frozen on me. But anyway, this is the second... Uh, Mick Jagger solo card. It's 1978, so it's later. It's the first time we're seeing tonight the Swedish Samler Saker brand, which I think was a chocolate bar. I think I'm not 100%. If anyone knows, please inform me. And if you want to have fun, listen to Joe try to pronounce it. It got really yeah. fun. I was on the phone with Joe last night and I was I was explaining to him. I said, "Okay, Sam, like a guy named Sam, okay? Sam, Lar. Lar, just like Lars Eric Schubert. Don't Lar. help him. I want it to get longer every time he says it." And then Saker. I say Sam Sam Lars Saker. I don't know, but this is pretty cool. I like it because it's an in-action shot. It's an in-concert shot. You know, the the arm up in the air, pointing, singing, guitar in hand, PSA 5. Just a cool-looking card. Will go nice with the other Mick Jagger I have coming. And now we are left with the Beatles, who I think are the goat of all goats when it comes to music for me. I, I learned I learned guitar. I learned how to play guitar on Beatles songs. All right. uh, it's just kind of who I think, you know, them and Elvis. I think them and Elvis would be the two goats of all goats as far as music goes. My opinion, not... I, I think they popularized a lot of the music in the mid-century because you got all these weird, these weird eras that even in the 20th century, smack in the middle, I think they had a huge influence. I, oh. I'm very comfortable in saying that. But it, but, but there's no, but it's one of those things where it became necessary because if you go to the early part, like swing music wasn't really going to hold, big band wasn't going to hold from the previous era. So it's like you needed something and they brought that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they, yeah, Ed Sullivan. I mean, it was that era. There wasn't much else to do back then for people. You know, the wars were just over. People were looking for things to do, music pushing the boundaries i mean they were and tv you know, was a relatively new medium in the 50s and elvis came yeah. in and he was a good guy for that and the beatles were a good band to show up on those tv shows and it was well, a good confluence and the, of things and the thing is just to contrast the beatles and elvis elvis pushed boundaries in the 50s and 60s like madonna did in the 80s whereas the beatles here are these four british guys clean cut wearing suits on stage they didn't push the boundaries they just brought catchy tunes and riffs and you know yeah okay uh, a couple comments and we'll get to the final cards here daniel says any four seasons cards frankie valley love their music funny you say frankie valley that's like my mom's all-time favorite artist uh hockey guy sam lar sandwich saker yeah like i said it get longer and longer and longer and you know the beauty of the sandwich in there hockey guy knows hockey guy knows he goes on to say beatles are the most influential artist band so far i, I agree with that daniel says the beatles are relevant every decade and every generation 
Yeah, I mean, everyone. It's not everyone loves the Beatles, but there are people in every generation that love the Beatles. There's a song out there for everybody, type of thing. Sharpshooter says, Jeremy, from a dealer's perspective or prospective, what card in the hobby has had the most demand? Just curious. I'm not a good guy to ask that right now, Sharpshooter, in terms of being from a dealer's perspective, because while I do deal cards at card shows. I haven't sold anything since the, you know, all in all of 2020, except that really at the two uh, virtual expos. And I haven't sold much this year at all. Like I saw, you know, my consigner, my consigner sold a few cards for me here and there, but nothing much. So I don't know. I'm not out there soliciting sales. So I'm not really good at that question. So I'm just going to, uh, well, I won't totally take a pass on it. Um, <clears throat> I would have to think right now, you're looking at a basketball card, whether it's a, a Luca, a Zion, a Michael Jordan, a Kobe, a LeBron. Probably one of a rookie card of one of those guys is Tom Brady will be up there as well. Um, but I'm just, you know, I'm just picking out the obvious right now. I think Nothing the word really... I think the word most demand right now has flattened out. Maybe this would be a good way to say it. The the thing has flattened out. It used to be a little bit more straightforward before. Right now, there's a ton of stuff that's liquid. There's a lot of stuff where if you've got it and you've got it in the condition, you can sell, you can basically just flip it and sell it right now. It's it's basically money just transferred straight out of your hands, and there's a lot of cards that fall into that category now. Good night, Daniel. Thank you for showing up. Yeah, it's uh, whoa, three a.m. where you are. I thought you were in the Toronto area, but uh, if you're even east of there, then yes, it is uh, it is three a.m. two oh eight where Carlos is on in the Eastern Time Zone. Oh, three a.m. What? The, it's the time zone. It's the uh, it's the oh, shit. Uh, it's time change. That's what he's referring to. It just happened right Daylight now. Savings, yeah. Oh, we, we lost that. an hour. We lost an hour. My clock is showing. When did <laughs> I'm all confused right now? Should it be 11 o'clock my time? Well, why Not is sure. my, my clock showing 1208 and I'm, I'm in the mountain time zone? Oh, there's my kids for everybody. I'm showing 1208. That's interesting. Okay. Anyway, I can tell you in the East time zone, it is now 308 a.m. Yeah, hockey guy, you caught me. I swore. Mr. LAGN, familiar with 1991 Rock Card by Brockham? Yeah, I have packs behind me. Van Halen, Pink Floyd, Tommy Lee, Jerry Garcia. Let me grab a pack of those because the pack itself is super cool. I've got them right here. I, I bought these I bought these from Mike at Eastridge a few weeks ago for, I think, a dollar a pack. And these are, they're all, I haven't opened them, but the pack itself is one big hologram, repeated hologram. Look at that, you can see. The pack itself is hologram. I thought they were super cool. I do have, a good I, he had opened one pack that he threw in for me, which I, there's a David Lee Roth. They're pretty, they're actually kind of cool. And yeah, the checklist is pretty, pretty broad, which is nice. Spring forward. Thank you. Kickdown. Triple V. I only buy Gerhard Richter originals from Sotheby's. Oh, I think that's in with her. Someone talked about digital art here. ZS420 cam. Anyone collecting digital art? I am not. Um, so that's I'm, where the NFT. That's where the NFTs come into play. Yeah, I saw the Keebles or Beebles, uh that sold for seventy million or whatever it was yesterday. There, that mm. was pretty amazing. And I mean, let's face it, that was like thirteen years work worth of his work, all put into one, all combined into one big image that somebody bought for a lot of money. I mean, kind of cool. Um, if I had, you know, if I, if I was a 10 billionaire, maybe I'd consider it, but I'd have to be a 10 billionaire to put that much money into a digital image. And then even then I would only, I'd be gambling. I'd be gambling on it just for fun. 
Uh, hockey guy, I was looking at some boxes on eBay. They're going up in price. That must be the rock cards by Brokem. Yeah, the Brokem. I don't collect the not for trades. Okay. I've been buying a bunch of the indie pieces. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. Very I'm going cool. to guess that's him being cute with the NFT. Oh, NFT. There, thank you, Carl. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. Okay, I got four more cards to show, and then we'll look at wrapping this thing up, perhaps, unless we unless we keep going. Uh, okay, four more cards, guys. All Beatles, 1967 Dutch Unnumbered, PSA 6, Ringo Starr on the drums. Again, okay. pretty cool. Um, I'll get. I'll make another comment shortly. 1967 Dutch Unnumbered, Paul, and I love how it just says Paul. It's clearly Paul McCartney. In performing on the guitar, but it says just Paul on the card, so that's what they put up top on the label. But still, pretty cool card. Really, actually, really like it. And then these are, I love the, both of these John Lennons. So these are both just John Lennons. Both, oh, I'll show, I'll show them. I'm going to show them together, and then maybe because they just look so cool together. Like different cards. One's from 1968. One's from 1965. Uh, the this is the PSA five PSA seven, um, I don't know. I love them. I just think they are everything about them. Everything about these cards. Really like them. So now I need to learn more about these Dutch unnumbered sets. How were they packaged? Um, you know, how were people actually cutting them? When were these cut? These could have been cut in the last few weeks for all I know. Last last year for all I know. Um, and how many of these are sitting in Europe in, in you know, in collections of, of, you know, seniors that are eventually going to make their way into the marketplace? Could be none. Could, well, could be very few. Could be a ton. I don't know. But time will tell. So that is the collection of music cards. And I do have probably another 10 cards on the way. So I'll show those eventually on the show here. Uh, uh, but yeah, that's, uh, those are, those are the cards guys. So that's what I've been really excited about lately. And, um, there's so much out there. Uh, so hope I'm going to hopefully, you know, corral my expenditures here, not let it get too out of hand. But I did kind of, when I started, I said to myself, okay, I'm willing to, I'll use the word invest because it's, you know, I'm willing to invest into my collection X amount of money. And when I get there, we'll, we'll, we'll reevaluate. And I'm, I'm not there yet, so I've still got some room. I've still got some 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 playroom. But once I get to that X amount of dollars, I'm going to evaluate. And you know, hopefully, I'll, I'll maybe I'll complete the collection. Maybe I'll keep on buying them. But and maybe I'll swap out a few too. I'm 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 going to permit myself, especially on the Elvis side of things, where I've got like 11 Elvis cards. I don't feel like I need 11 Elvis cards in my personal collection. So I may take some of them that I don't like as much and trade them, sell them and put them into other uh, cards within this genre. That's kind of what I'm thinking, but I'm allowing myself to be flexible with it. I'm not forcing myself to say you have to keep them. Uh, but like the three James Deans, I'm not moving those. I love them. The Marilyn Monroe's, except for the one I bought two of, which was a mistake. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to, I've already kind of, I know where one of them's going. Um, so that I'm okay with that. And I'm going to, again, I'm going to be flexible with myself and work, you know, evolve this, this sub PC or this PC, if you want to call it into what it's eventually going to become. And that's 
to me, that is hobbying. That is me hobbying my way. And I'm just, I'm excited to do it. I'm excited to have this new interest within the cardboard world and uh, to, to supplement and comp complement even my sports cards. It's something different. And these are all, for the most part, they're all very well-known celebrities with uh, with long-lasting status, which means that the investment side of it, I think, will, will take care of itself. Carlos, let me, let me give my voice a break if you can say something. I can. I can. You were on a roll. I was, uh, you were having your moment. Um, all I was going to say was that um, would you dare say that you're basically establishing the parameters under which you're going to curate the music part of the collection? My favorite exactly, curate. Yeah, my favorite exactly curate. Right. But um, one other thing that I'll think about is that the beauty of doing that is it, it, means, it doesn't mean you have to finish sets. It means you can kind of pick and choose the pieces that you like, the pieces that work out. So you pick up this batch now. Maybe you swap some in some out. I'd have a little Pink Floyd in there somewhere. Just you know, Oh, yeah. So Pink Floyd's, I yeah. think, is a good one yeah. uh, that I didn't see in that grouping. That would be a good addition. And I'm uh, and I am partial to certain iterations of ACDC that uh, that I wouldn't you know a little Angus in there wouldn't hurt you. Wouldn't no, hurt you're you. right. Jewish you're no. Just I'm, I'm I'm they're both on my radar. Yeah, I've yeah. I've got a list going of of yeah. like musicians and actors actresses um, that I'm kind of trying not to forget. There's so many, right? There's so yeah. many. The Doors, Jimmy Hendrix. You go look at Jimi Hendrix cards. They're they're expensive. Mm -hmm. the, the Doors, Jimi Hendrix. Um, there's, there's a few more, I mean, it's, you know, I, I could bring up my list and have a look, but, uh, I think there's a broad enough, I think there's a broad enough cross section there. The, the one thing I'll say about the music thing is that it is broad enough that you can really go in a variety of different directions. And especially for some of the bands that have a longer discography, they've probably had the chance to be in a bunch of sets. So if they've been yeah. around long enough, they have a better shot at being around. That's why I say ACDC or Pink Floyd had a long enough career and enough albums where like they're probably in a bunch of sets. Yeah, uh, they probably are. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about uh, Clint Eastwood, very popular amongst the yeah. cardboard collectors as far as the the, the movie uh, actor genre goes. Sure. You want you look at Clint Eastwood, even a raw card from these from these uh, these eras, you're looking at a couple hundred bucks. Jimi Hendrix, you're not going to find a raw Jimi Hendrix, I don't think, for under like two hundred dollars. So yeah. the, you know, there, there's people collecting these things. Oh, there's one more card. Where did it go? I can't believe I didn't show it. Where is it? Ugh, I just had it here, and I have to show it because it's it's sort of a bit of a one-off. I must have stacked it by mistake. Oh, let me just find. Oh, there it is. So my favorite TV show from when I was a kid. Growing up, don't hold it against me. I've watched some episodes, you know, in the last five years or so, and I, they don't hold my attention like they did when I was coming home after school in grade three, four, and five. But I had to buy it because I'm just a big fan of huh, this is a 1978 Swedish Samler Saker, <laughs> the Fonz. Of course. Henry Fonzie Winkler, and they even don't don't even they have to get him with the leather jacket. What the heck? I know, I know. Henry Winkler, the Fonz, PSA eight, like ah, so wicked. I just love it. I just love it. But he's got the Happy Day shirt on. At least that's kind of cool. It's fair. Blank back. I don't know if this is hand cut or not. I don't think it is because I think PSA would have put it on this on the label. But anyway, forgot to show that one before somehow. Okay. I don't think they ever would have made a card about it, but linking the uh, the fonts to music, um, Weezer had a song called Buddy Holly, 
Yes. The Buddy Holly song. It was set in the Happy Days universe. I know. That's right. That's right. I love I I'm a fan of Weezer. Song seven. Track seven. Um oh, I can't remember the name of it right now, but track seven on that blue album was amazing. So hockey hockey, underrated drummer. I think he's talking about Ringo. Stealth Shoe says, What do you think about buying BBCE sealed boxes? I mean, if you can afford it, I think that's a great uh investment. Great investment. And even a collectible if it's got a nice display, uh display box. Uh, Triple V says, George is my favorite solo artist of the bunch. Cool. Uh, no George Harrison. Yeah, so I am lacking a George Harrison. When I, I went over to another buddy of mine uh, a couple nights ago, and I took all these with me, and we laid them out on his table. And he and I'm like, yeah, I didn't pick up a George Harrison, but we're looking. I'm like, I need one now because I've got single cards of all the other guys. So, yeah, I, I am in the market for a George Harrison for sure. Yeah, stealth as investments. I think BB, and BBCE is the way to go. I've bought cards. Uh, Steve Hart is the owner of BBCE, Baseball Card Exchange, I think it's called. I bought lots of stuff from him over the years at the, at the uh, National. Really good guy to deal with. Mr. LAGN, looking look into Musician 3LAU. He released an album along with NFTs that includes exclusive access to him and lifetime backstage passes. Very interesting. I got to say, I, I hear it. It sounds cool, but certainly not for me with what I'm doing here. Um, I, I want the vintage stuff mostly. And by vintage, I mean like the 50s, 60s, even the back to the 20s and 30s. And there are some 20s and 30s cards. I bought a, I have a Walt Disney card on the way, which is really cool too, from 1931, I think it is. Okay. Really cool card. Sharpshooter says a lot of digital art is ugly AF. People are just throwing away money. That's, I mean, that's your opinion, but you're entitled to it for sure. And I, I don't have an opinion on digital art. Um, I haven't really seen any, to be honest. So, uh, the, I will say one thing that will probably hurt, and this is actually just a general thing for folks, um, when it comes to the whole NFTs and digital art, whatever. One of the problems I see going forward potentially is that for fifty, if for fifty bucks, I can show you how to make an NFT right. of anything digitally that you want. Which is the pro the problem being, we could literally take a screenshot of this and make it mm. into an NFT piece. Yeah, for about fifty bucks, which means it's not that hard to make. That's my understanding as well. Anybody can put out an NFT for anything. I, I was listening on a conversation on Clubhouse the other night, and this lady was talking about her recipes. I don't know how I got into talk about recipes, but she, it was a topic. Anyway, she was talking about her recipes. I got this recipe for this or that. I'm, I'm going to make it into an NFT. And I was like, what? Really? Okay. I don't, again, what? Actually, what? Because I don't understand that. Really, what the what's the benefit of that? But I'm... I'm willing to understand it i recognize that there's probably she probably knows what she's talking about or has an idea i just want to understand what the benefit of an nft on a recipe would be but perhaps there is a benefit to that we got we got to end this soon carl so i'm going to rip through some of these uh comments here yep. az says the concept or thought process behind these cards is awesome if you're talking about the cards i was showing i agree and i agree and i love it too Thank you, Mike. Appreciate that. Yeah, LAGN, thank you so much. Thumbs up on the video, guys. If you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, please give me a subscription. I'd appreciate that. ACDC is in Brokem set, I believe. I have to think they would be. Nice. Sharpshooter, here's a tip by anything cartoon-related, especially Flintstones and Simpsons. I think you got a point there. There are Flint, there are Flintstones kids that go way back, like to, to the pre-war times, I'm pre, at least the 50s. Flintstones piano episode is one of my favorite all time. Any TV series, very cool. Daniel says you can pick up a 1970s Artemis Piles Tops Auto for 40 bucks. Cool. Goat show theme song. I'd rather chase old concert ticket stubs, Jeremy. 
I'm happy for you, sharpshooter. Have at her, man. Have at her. Whatever makes you happy, whatever floats your boat. So what? Yep. Anyone can make a card too. That's in reference Are, to the NFTs that, uh, that anybody yeah. can make the NFT, which is, uh, here's the thing, quick, real quick. It is yeah. a valid point, a valid argument. The, the thing it's going to be is a differentiator between people who like the tangibility of the card in this case, because to your point, yes, anybody can make a card, whether you want it or not is a different thing, because if it's from a manufacturer, maybe you want it more. That kind of plays into this as well. So true, but if you just randomly make a card, maybe nobody wants it. Uh, an NFT, though, is literally a file. Like, a blockchain element is a piece of it, but at the end of the day, we're still talking about a file. Yeah. A file. Is that what you said? A file? It's, it is, really, yeah. because an NFT, at the end of the day, is is this combination of of data points. It's really it's really just creating it and associating. The blockchain gives it a uniqueness. NFT is non-fungible. We won't have to rehash all that, but the point is, at the end of the day, we're still talking digital assets. It is a digital asset. That's all it is. Exactly. And there's a market for them, obviously. And it sure. seems to it seems to be something that is new for all of us. So there's a lot of skeptics. And but you know, I'm not as much of a skeptic as I am just somebody who's interested. I understand there must be something there. I just don't know exactly what it is. So I want to learn about it. Uh, not like I'm gonna go take a, a deep dive into it tonight or tomorrow, but I'm curious. I'm curious. <laughs> About I, think the, I think the point that they made earlier about the different is I think we're exploring the applications of it. I think a lot of those things like that person associating it to concerts and, you know, access and all that, attaching it to that. Um, dibs attaching it to physical cards and using it for the trading piece. We're playing around with different ways of using an NFT and the applications. That's what's happening yeah. right now. That, that sounds that makes sense to me. Yep. Yep. And I'm curious to see how that all plays out. Yeah. But as far as being, you know, I'm not skeptical. I'm curious. And I think, I think a lot of people are just skeptical, but skeptic, a lot of skepticism comes from a lack of understanding. So I always suggest learn about it and then, you know, understand what's behind it. Uh, but the comment that people like to make right now is why would I buy a top shot when I can go watch the clip on YouTube? That's a very ignorant comment because it, there's much more to it than just that. So learn about it. And then if you still don't like it, you're so skeptical, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. That's legit. I just, I just, I just encourage people to learn before you throw out skeptical comments that just that really just exude ignorance towards the, the topic. Thank you for that, Zed. I appreciate the offer to holler at you. Uh, if we're interested, yeah, it is interesting for sure. Hockey guy, one of his any Stevie Ray Vaughn cards. I, yeah, I think I've seen some. Mr. LAGN, in the future, they will have to create displays for NFTs to gain traction. Now, I like that comment a lot because what I see there is the the uh, tombstone type of representation, which I'm seeing in the fractional ownership world, where if you buy a piece of the Mickey Mantle from one of the fractional ownership uh, investment companies, they will send you something. I don't know what it is, a, a statue, a, a figurine, a, 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 a an award-looking tombstone type of thing that you can display and and it represents your ownership in that in that fractional unit or an nft i think that and then i can see those those tombstone type things becoming collectible themselves which is pretty neat especially if they look cool could be i think you, i think you can create something that's a value add that you can associate it to it to give the people the tangibility if that's what they want so and that's really you know you said it before carlos intangible tangible yeah so many of us are tangible oriented i know i am i'm i'm I, not to say i won't dabble 
in NFTs or Top Shot. I, I'm willing to dabble just for fun, but when it comes down to it, it's not going to take money away from my sports card or now entertainment card addiction. Those are those are in, entrenched in me. They're there. They go to my they're they're in my core for myself. Um, bingo. Thank you for agreeing with something we said before. Sharpshooter Jeremy, ever thought of holding a YouTube auction? It's the next big thing. Auction for what? I, I know my buddy Jason out of uh, Players Choice in Kelowna, he does auctions on his YouTube channel at least once a week, maybe more. I've seen some other ones. I saw the guys, Carlos, what do they call them? Uh, oh gosh, baseball collector is part of that group. Oh, yeah, uh, well, he did, he, yeah, he did an online auction specifically to sell some stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. I saw they did one just like earlier this week. Him and another guy were on. They were they were auctioning cards, which I thought was pretty cool. The only problem with it was if you joined, if you only joined in like after they showed the card for five seconds in the beginning, you didn't know what card it was. So, but uh, yeah, I think it's a cool idea, Sharpshooter. Um, would I do it with my own cards? I don't know. Too risky. I don't know that my, my audience is big enough where I would be confident that I would get the top bid that I'm looking for. So I don't know that I would do it. But what I did before, if you check out episode seven of Sports Cards Live, I had like 10 guys on and we took turns showing cards that were for sale. It was a pretty cool show. Um, I might be more inclined to do that. But, you know, possibly sharpshooter, possibly. I think, I think you could do it as a selling showcase, not the seller of that concept, uh, because you could still have, because it could still be a show where you're doing stuff, but at the same time, you're showing cards. And be like, okay, here's some cards. And you know what? Send me a message at this. Right. This, and it, these le are and it leaves the door open so that there isn't bidding happening in real time because you can do it, but then you need help. You basically need somebody in the chat observing to help you. Otherwise, you're trying to watch too many things at the same time. It gets very yeah. difficult. Yeah. Yeah, Sharpshooter. I haven't thought about the auction side, but I've definitely thought about doing another one of those showcase uh, episodes where, like Carlos was sort of mentioning, where, you know, just bring in a group of guys. And we each take, you know, give us two to three minute slots and show off some cards you have for sale. Maybe something to do like uh, before the next real expo or national, something like that. But we'll see. All right, guys. That's, uh, that's I think that's going to be it. Carlos, anything uh, before we sign off for the evening? No, I just uh, thought I'd pop in and hang out. Have some fun. Check well, out some of the stuff. Appreciate it, man. Thank you for uh, keeping me company. It's always more fun to have someone with you on, on, on the screen, I find anyway. So I do appreciate you coming on and uh, along for the ride with me. So to everybody else, I think that's going to be it for tonight. Uh, thank you for joining. I, I uh, Hey, thank you, Zed. Appreciate it. If you're new, if you're new, guys, if you got here, you're not subscribed yet to my YouTube channel, please do subscribe to it. Check out Carlos's YouTube channel. It is called Because I'm Carlos. He has his own. That's awesome. Zed, I'm glad you had fun. I did too. Um, and that's it, guys. Uh, Carlos, you just hang tight for two secs. Everybody else, thank you for joining. Uh, I'm going to quickly throw up next week, next Saturday, Tyler Nethercott from Market Movers is going to be talking about, he's like the data guy there. So that'll be interesting. Um, probably get some questions from Carlos, if you don't mind, to, to some ideas for that. We got Billy Celio the week after and Tim Getch from ComC, founder and CEO, will be joining on April 3rd to talk about the challenges that they've been through and what is happening there. He did let me know there is some big news uh, coming. It'll probably be coming before he's on the show, but we'll be talking about it then anyway. So final comments for you guys, and then we are done. Thank you, Hockey Guy, LAGN. It is uh, 
3.30 a.m. where you guys are. My clock is showing 12.30 still. It hasn't caught up over here in Alberta and the mountain I think, I think it's at a certain hour when the daylight savings oh. kicks in. And because 2 a.m. usually. Zone, I don't think that's kicked in yet. Yeah. You're right. It's usually 2 a.m. Thank you. Foul five ball. Appreciate that. Thank you for showing up. And Hockey Guy says April 3rd should be good. Yes. Ask them what platforms they get the data from. Talking about market movers. Thank you, Mr. LAGN. I, I will do that. Please tune in yourself. Everybody else, have a great Sunday tomorrow. Have a great week ahead. And hopefully we see you back here next week. Uh, Global, thank you so much, man. Appreciate having you. Good night, everybody. Have a great week ahead. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.